0: It's time to play like a Jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a Jet. What does that mean? Garrett Wilson. Wow! What a catch! Touchdown, Jets! That kid's amazing. Gibson on the return. Nearside! I don't see any flags. Gibson inside the 30. Hits the Jets, and he's gonna go! Just win it! Touchdown, rookie Xavier Gibson! Game over. Allen has time. Intercepted!
2: sauce has got it ellen tripped up he could not get past jermaine johnson oh look at the speed of Brees hall he's done
0: it again Brees lightning 62 yards for the touchdown and he's sacked again by queen williams what a beast number 95 for the jets
1: listen thank you this is play like a jet my name is scott mason you can follow me on twitter at play like jet one and it is time for the Jets-Broncos post-game report, the Jets get a big win over the Denver Broncos in Denver, 31-21, to move to 2-3 on the season, and at least temporarily save their season, because if they were 1-4 and four in coming home to face the Eagles, that would have been a really tough task and could have completely derailed whatever's left of their season. Now they at least can come home. And theoretically have a couple of winnable games, even if they don't beat the Eagles. And so to talk about this Broncos game, our friend who is on the scene in Denver, reporting for NJ.com, as he always does, Mr. Andy Vasquez. Andy, what's going on, man?
2: Not much. Obviously, Robert Sala said a best after the game wasn't pretty, but it was gritty. So uh, I would also say there's some reasons for concern after some of the stuff we saw today. But you got to give the Jets credit for getting the job done. They had to get it done. They did today and that was the most important thing. And you know, if, if they want to be a real team, they have to, to win games against teams that they should beat, and that's exactly what they did today, as ugly as it was.
1: It wasn't the prettiest win in the world, but as you say, they got done what needed to get done. We'll get to everything else in a bit, but first let's talk about the start of this game, and that of course was Brees Hall. 72 yard touchdown run. It's funny because last year it was a 62-yard touchdown run. Then later on in the game, he ended up getting hurt. In this game, he didn't get hurt. He had the 72-yard touchdown run and an additional 105 yards, finished with 22 carries for 177 yards and a touchdown. Dalvin Cook, fewer carries in this game. As far as I'm concerned, the fewer he gets, the better. I think as time goes on, they need to give more and more touches to Michael Carter, maybe even activate Izzy. We'll talk about Dalvin Cook another day, though. We'll get to everybody else. After we talk about Brees Hall, what an incredible show he put on today. And we'll talk about Zach Wilson in a bit, his performance. But ultimately, what it boils down to is it really doesn't matter who the quarterback is in a game like this. When the running back is as hot as Brees Hall was, when he's performing at the level that he was performing at today, the running back is going to be the star, and the quarterback's going to take a bit of a backseat.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think you can talk about that 72-yard run and how impressive it is with all the, the things that go into it, including Brees Hall hurting himself on this field uh, you know, less than a year ago. But even bigger than that is what it meant in the, the context of this game mm-hmm. in terms of the Jets had really screwed up before halftime and made this a game that really shouldn't have been a game. And Brees Hall responds on the first play of the second half for the Jets offense by just taking it to the house and and all of a sudden, all that bad juju that the fans were feeling that the offense was certainly feeling that the coaching staff had to be feeling was erased by one huge play. And what else can you say about the kid? I mean, he's, he's incredible. And, you know, he said after the game that, you know, he found out on that third training table in the locker room that he has tore his ACL and, you know, he didn't think about it. He just went out and played his game and it was it was you could argue he's just as good if not better than he was a year ago with what he did today it's just phenomenal and give him all the credit in the world he deserves most of it for what the jets did today because in a lot of ways this just wasn't a very good game for them offensively
0: jewelry isn't a gift you give just once it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it
1: Play like a jet, play like a jet Andy, as you said, this was a rocky game all the way throughout The defense even had trouble at the beginning Russell Wilson marching the Broncos down the field And the offense couldn't get anything going But for the second week in a row, it seemed like there was a safety that turned the tide This week it was Al Woods, who ironically enough was inactive last week Last week, of course, it was Bryce Huff And the Jets started to come to life before the end of the half But a big mental blunder by Zach Wilson and the coaching staff as they ran out of time before they could spike the ball and set up for a field goal. Should not have thrown the ball into a spot where it could have been stopped inbounds with no timeouts left. And so they ended up, instead of getting a field goal and bringing it to within 13-11, it was 13-8 at the half. As you said, though, the Brees Hall run really did a lot to help erase those bad vibes from that play and the mismanagement. And I want to get to the other players in this game, but let's get to Zach Wilson first. Andy, you can look at the box score and see 19 of 26, 199 yards, an interception, and no passing touchdowns. And if you're somebody that just looks at box scores, you'll look at that and say, not very impressive. And I'm not trying to say that Zach Wilson was by any stretch an outstanding player today, but I thought all things considered, he played pretty well. We talked about that mental blunder at the end of the first half. He had the interception in the second half, but... In fairness to him, while he should have thrown it back shoulders so that Sertan didn't even have a chance to make a play on it, he gave his best player a shot to win on a 50-50 ball. And I think if you're a Jets fan, you like that he was aggressive. You like that he went to his best player in that spot instead of being scared and not trying to do that. That's a positive stride. I know he had the two fumbles that were recovered, but there were several positive strides that carried over from last week and to some degree from the rest of the season. Not the Patriots game, but I thought we saw some positives in the disaster against Dallas, and even in the Buffalo game, especially that one drive that ended up in the Garrett Wilson touchdown. I thought that his poise under pressure was very important. I thought him stepping up in the pocket. He made a lot of big money throws, especially on that third down play to Tyler Conklin, where Tyler Conklin was carrying what felt like half the Broncos' defense across the field with him. Overall, if you're a Jets fan, not a perfect performance by any stretch, but I thought there was a lot to be encouraged by. Zach Wilson is improving in several key areas on a weekly basis, and when you consider where he was last year, and Andy, as you've made clear many times, and I have too, neither one of us is a Zach Wilson apologist. Last year, we said many times that what he was doing just wasn't good enough. And we also said that they had to go out and get a veteran, which the franchise itself clearly agreed with. And we both also said that the Jets should not have put Zach Wilson in a position to be playing this year when they made it clear that the plan was to sit him behind Aaron Rodgers and completely rebuild him from scratch. They should have gotten a backup quarterback who is a veteran with experience, like a Teddy Bridgewater, so that Wilson wasn't in this position. But considering where he was last year and considering the position that he's in now, he has made several very important improvements. He's making strides, and I think as a Jets fan, that's all you can ask for. If you look at his performance last year against Denver, and I'm not talking about the box score, I'm saying go back and watch the tape. He was horrendous last year against Denver much better in this game on the same field a year later. That's something that if you're a Jets fan, you have to be pleased with. Yeah, I mean, before this
2: game, what Zach Wilson showed us against the Chiefs was that they can be successful with him this season. Uh, He didn't play as well as he did against the Chiefs, but nothing has changed. There there were no, you know, mind-numbing mistakes, no super-stupid, risky plays with the ball. If you want to get on him for what happened before halftime... That's fair, but I blame that more on the coaching staff for not making it you know, crystal clear mm-hmm. what he can and can't do in that situation before he snaps that ball. Um, and if they're going to allow him to throw the ball there, it, that's on the coaching staff. They need to make it very clear what he can and can't do with that ball. And, mm-hmm. and Wilson owned up to exactly what he did wrong in that situation after the game, and he owned up to making not a precise throw to Garrett Wilson, but – like you said, he went to the right place, and that was the biggest thing. More than not, today, almost every time he went to the right place with the ball. I mean, right. he may have had a touchdown in the first quarter if Garrett Wilson doesn't drop a ball that that's basically put right in between his hands. Yeah, you could say that could have thrown it with more touch, but you know, Garrett Wilson's got to come down with that. And mm-hmm. you could make a similar argument on the last play of the game. You know, everybody knows how I feel about Garrett Wilson, but. Uh, he's got to make a better play there I think too and, and come up with that ball so to seal the game I mean it's exactly what the Jets want in that situation so yeah I mean I, th- I think everything that you thought about Zach Wilson before this game you still can think about him now and you know in terms of the good stuff and I think it really is a sign of progress for Zach Wilson more than than anything and you know I'm I'm always willing to give my honest opinion i on Zach Wilson, and I would feel better about him today, even though I have a lot of questions about the offense. But I think 0 for 5 in the red zone, if anything, you got to put that on the conservative play calling more mm-hmm. than you know Zach Wilson, who did what he was asked to execute today.
1: Yeah, without a doubt, Andy, the fact that they kept going run, run, pass in the red zone like that, you've got to give the kid a chance to be in position to make it an easy touchdown as opposed to, Putting him in what I like to call the Justin Herbert position, which is, of course, very common with the Chargers, where they'll make it a third and eight, a third and nine, hand him the ball and say, get us out of this mess that we put you in after running the ball twice. That's what happened quite a bit in the red zone with Zach Wilson today. I hope that Hackett and Sala look at the tape and reevaluate their thought process there. Without question, it needs to change. But Andy, I think the overall conclusion with Zach Wilson the last two weeks, and look, he could have a setback. He could go back to what he was doing last year. I don't want to make it sound like he's been a franchise quarterback or that this is guaranteed to continue. But I think what you take out of the last couple weeks, the way he's been carrying himself, the way he's been playing, even the confidence you've seen from him on the field and the improvements that he's made. Luke Grant, the Thunder from Down Under, who of course does all the videos for us over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash jet said it best in a text to me after the game. He said, going into this year, you would have thought if Zach Wilson had to play, the Jets were cooked. Now you have to think if you're a Jets fan, they at least have a chance with him. And that's all you could reasonably ask for, especially considering what you saw from him last year.
2: And honestly, I think, you know, I have been hard on the coaching staff, but the way they've handled Zach Wilson and look, give them credit for finding a way to win today. And maybe it's okay for them to, you know, it's understandable at least why they're being so conservative and why they're being, you know, unwilling to to unleash him fully. We saw them do it at times last week, but we obviously didn't see them do it in the red zone this week. And you know, it it is they're probably guarding for that potential step back and for everything that we've seen him struggle with before, making sure that's not going to resurface. But I, I do think it's encouraging that. You know, he made a lot of really good decisions today. Obviously a bad decision at the end of the first half. But I I would find a hard time, you know, critiquing his decisions. And the way that game started, he could have very easily been rattled. Because Mm -hmm. those guys, the defensive line was coming at him from every direction. The Jets offensive line was really bad to start the game. And they were doing it without blitzing. It wasn't like, you know, Wilson wasn't getting the the protection as we've seen time and time before. They were beating him with four men. So um, I think overall reason to be encouraged, like you said, let's not get crazy. Let's not say Zach Wilson's turned the corner. Let's not say Zach Wilson's arrived, but um, they they can win. They can find a way to win games with him. And you can say that, and you can also say they've got to be a hell of a lot better than they were today to beat good teams with him at quarterback given how they played everywhere else. And, and not to say there weren't good things they did, but uh, this this ain't, ain't going to fly if they play like this against the Eagles, I'll tell you that much.
1: Well, that's for sure. Although, Andy, the defense really stepped up in big moments in this game, and we'll get to that in a little bit, there was that late touchdown where they let the Broncos just go down the field and they started off rocky. But if the defense plays the way they played most of this game against Philly and Zach Wilson continues to make strides, as we said, the Jets at home will at least have a chance. I'm not saying they're going to win, just saying that if the defense comes to play and Zach Wilson continues to improve, maybe that Philadelphia Eagles game isn't as unwinnable as we would have thought it was a couple of weeks ago. Let's finish up talking about the offense, Andy. Elijah Vera Tucker, Makai Beckton came out at different points, so did Joe Tippman, and we'll get to those guys later when we talk about what was said in the postgame presser. The one that looks to be the most concerning is Elijah Vera Tucker. Max Mitchell entered the game and actually played okay. Granted, it was against a bad Denver team, but still you got to take the positive and be happy about it. So if Elijah Vera Tucker has to miss extended time, which I think there's probably a good chance he will, you just hope that Max Mitchell can build on what he did in this game and be a serviceable tackle going forward. Tyler Conklin played pretty well today. Four catches, 67 yards, Jets leading receiver. He made that huge play on the third down in the fourth quarter where he was carrying half the Denver defense for extra yardage. Garrett Wilson, three catches, 54 yards. He made some nice plays, but as you said, Andy, this was not his best day on the play where Patrick Sertan came away with the interception. He probably could have done better to prevent that. There was also that drop. So even though Garrett Wilson is arguably the best player the Jets have on offense, if it's not him, it's Brees Hall. This wasn't his best day, even though he did make some impactful plays. A couple of nice catches by Alan Lazard as well. Let's talk defense, too, now. CJ Mosley, for the most part, pretty good game here. He was the Jets' leading tackler. Quincy Williams, my goodness. Has he had an incredible season so far on the final sequence on defense here for the Jets? He had a very well-timed blitz sack and then stripped the ball from Russell Wilson, which was eventually picked up by Bryce Hall, who returned it for a touchdown to seal the victory for the Jets at 31-21. Quincy Williams playing like a Pro Bowl caliber linebacker right now. You could even make a case for him through five games as an all-pro I thought Sauce and the secondary in general played very well. Good game plan here by Jeff Olbrick. As I said in the pregame report, I was very worried about this because Russell Wilson had been playing very, very well. I thought they'd find a way to exploit the mismatch of having Bryce Hall in this game, the Jets' third string corner. But Bryce Hall, to his credit, did what he needed to do. The Jets gave him the help that he needed, and the secondary had a pretty good game. And there were forced turnovers here that came in very clutch. If you remember in the second half, Gibson fumbled for the second time on a punt return. The first time, the Jets were able to recover it. The second time, they were not. But a couple plays later, there was a forced fumble that was recovered by Quentin Jefferson. So the defense was able to do their job here and get the ball back when they needed to in key situations like that. And of course, Quincy Williams... Forcing That fumble couple of sacks Here too this felt like a breakout game for Jermaine Johnson a lot of pressure That he was applying here Bryce Huff also had a sack so both Of those guys got in there Bryce Huff Unfortunately called for a bad penalty But he continues his Breakout season I think the Jets Would be wise and I've said this many times To try and get him signed to A contract extension one other thing we Should mention Andy the penalties Especially in the first half terribly undisciplined on both sides of the ball that's another area that the coaching staff absolutely has to fix but as we said some nice contributions on the offensive side of the ball even though as you mentioned before a lot to fix on defense they had their rocky moments especially early on and then of course that one drive toward the end when they let the Broncos march down the field to get it to within three points But they forced some key turnovers, applied some pressure to Russell Wilson, and really kept him in check. I know that a certain beat reporter, I'll name him because everybody's been teasing him. Connor Hughes, who's a friend of yours, Andy, covers the Jets and Giants for SNY, said that Russell Wilson is no longer good at football. The stats and the film told a different story going into this game. Russell Wilson actually had been playing like a top-10 quarterback. He was top-10 in just about every category. Today, he was 20-31, 196 yards, two touchdowns, and, of course, that big fumble at the end. So, really, the Jets made a resurgent Russell Wilson look weak, and they were able to do a good job against an otherwise pretty solid Denver Broncos offense.
2: Yeah, and, I mean, I... Take some criticism on Twitter or whatever for saying giving the Jets defense a hard time about giving up that late drive to to the Broncos, and it's not to say they didn't play a good game after their rough start and after you know the way they played in the second half, but they are holding themselves to a ridiculously high standard, and you know that's not the standard that they're holding themselves to to play that way for the entire second half, and then of nowhere give up a drive like that. So that really you know, got this thing precarious. So um, it doesn't mean I don't think they're a good defense. It just means you're not supposed to do that if you're that kind of defense, but credit to them to how they responded. Uh, Obviously doing it without one of their key starting cornerbacks, you got to feel really good for for Bryce Hall. And, you know, the fact that not only has he lost his job, but he has been picked on by teams. And we saw the Broncos try to pick on him today, and, and they really didn't get much out of it. And, you know, for him to to make that fortuitous play at the end of the game to seal it um, was impressive. So, so you got to feel good for him. And yeah, I mean, we can, and we will talk a lot about how some of Joe Douglas's free agent decisions have not worked out, including two guys who were inactive today, Nicole Hardman and, and Carl Lawson, who the Jets could have moved on for nothing. And they, they, you know, paid him 8 million and on a pay cut and, and now he's not really contributing, but man, what a great deal it was to re-sign Quincy Williams and what they resigned him at. And he has been a revelation. The dude has been absolutely a monster this season playing some really, really, really good w- football. And, you know, he absolutely looked like what the jets build him as earlier this week as one of the best linebackers in the game. So um, he, he's been great. It's early, but, man, it's been fun to watch. And when he's playing well, he's so fast, he's so explosive, and he seems to have a newfound awareness uh, that he's added to his play that's just, you know, has a chance to be really special. So um, forgive me, I'm walking here in the, in the thin air in Denver if I sound like I'm a little out of breath. But, um, yeah, it's it's really cool to see him develop. And I think overall, you know, I talk about this defense and the offense and. All the things they're going to have to do against the, you know, the Eagles to play with them, but I think they have shown that they do step up in those big moments, um, and it, that's why it was kind of disappointing to see them make a lot of the mistakes they made today because they've shown that they can play with, you know, the best teams in football. So I think they'll be ready for for the Eagles. I think they'll play well. I think they'll play a more consistent game, but you know they can't count on just being able to turn it on like that, and that's what does worry me as they they get into not only games against teams like the Eagles, but games that they're going to have to start beating teams more convincingly like the team they played today to to keep their season going to where they want it to go.
1: Andy, when Robert Sala was in San Francisco, there was a young linebacker named Fred Warner who was a fifth-round draft pick, and Robert Sala helped take him and turn him into one of the best linebackers in the league. In Atlanta, there was a sixth-round draft pick out of Yale named Foye Aluakon. Jeff Ulbrich, who was the linebacker's coach and later ascended to defensive coordinator, helped turn him into one of the better linebackers in the league and get him a huge free agent contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And now it looks like they may be in the process of doing the same thing with Quincy Williams. When the Jets re-signed him in the offseason, I was sort of ambivalent about him. I didn't understand the fascination. As you said, the awareness just wasn't there, but everything has clicked now. And the Williams brothers are a force to be reckoned with here with the New York Jets. Let's go inside the press room, Andy. What was said after the game by Robert Sala and the rest of the players, and also update us on what's going on with the injuries. It sounds like Jets fans should be very nervous about Elijah Vera Tucker right now.
2: Yeah, it's the worst kind of deja vu as far as Elijah Vera Tucker goes. Suffered an injury in the second quarter last year, ended up being ruled out for the season. This year, suffered an injury in the second quarter to his calf, ended up being ruled out quickly for the rest of the game. Same thing that happened last year with his triceps, by the way. And then Robert Sala, you know, expressing a lot of concern post game, saying there's a concern about his calf. And then when asked directly if it was related to his Achilles, Sala said he has to get an MRI, and that was his only answer. So not encouraging. We'll find out more on Monday, but you got to feel for Elijah Vera Tucker as, you know, happy and satisfying a story as Brees Hall's return was here today, less than a year. After his injury, uh, just a totally deflating and, and frustrating return for Elijah Vera Tucker, who is so important to this Jets team, and, you know, you just got a feel for him uh, on this one. It just the situation sucks, and hopefully the MRI brings surprisingly good news. Um, and then, yes, everything else, you know, it was a lot about Nathaniel Hackett and this moment of, you know, redemption that the Jets insisted it wasn't a, a story all week. And, of course, we found out on the field before the game with the way DJ Uzama kind of uh, put it out there in very vulgar terms that they, they were interested in, you know, kind of winning this game for Hackett. And, you know, C.J. made that clear. And after the game, he said, you know, if someone talks shit about one of us, we, we're going to have their back. And that's what the Jets, you know, aimed to do today. Brees Hall said the better coach and the better team won. Robert Sala said that they gave you know Hackett the game ball, and then the Jets posted a video of that whole interaction. And you know Hackett praised the defense for forcing turnovers, praised Brees Hall for his monster game, and then said that there's a lot of things for the Jets to improve on, including him. So, um, but you know it was clear that he was happy to be on this side of the locker room, happy to be on this sideline. So uh, a nice moment for Nathaniel Hackett. I mean everybody you know, kind of said that it was a thing. Even even Quincy Williams saying, you know, put some respect on my dog's name about Nathaniel Hackett. So um, that was unsurprisingly something the Jets tried to downplay over the course of the week, but uh, was something that, of course, they're going to use that kind of stuff as motivation when somebody makes public comments as foolish as, as Sean Payton did. And Sean Payton you know, tried to move past it, as he has been kind of ever since after the game, by saying, you know, I thought Robert Sala and his staff did a, did a great job today and they deserved to win because they were the better team. So um, that was the biggest storyline in the Jets locker room. I think, you know, Brees Hall and his redemption game, he downplayed it, you know, admitted that it was weird walking in there and, and being in the place where he, you know, suffered that injury last year, but also said you know, he's got his robotic knee now and, and that he feels like he's even better than he was a year ago. and um, he said he wasn't even running as hard as he could on that touchdown run when he hit 21.5 miles per hour. So credit to Brees for bringing it on the field and in the locker room with, with his, you know, quotes. And, yeah, it was just – that was kind of the gist of the locker room. Sauce Gardner was really happy for Bryce Hall and, and said that he was one of the guys who who addressed the position groups last night and he was the one in the, the defensive backs room and, and that um, – You know, he said he was going to have multiple turnovers Um, and he wasn't able to have multiple interceptions like he wanted to today, but ultimately had an impact on the game with that ceiling play. So it was a happy Jets locker room, uh, a defiant Jets locker room. But I think deep down, you know, Garrett Wilson was one of the guys who was a little frustrated, I think, with the way he played and the way things went for the offense in the red zone. I think they know they've got to be better than they were today.
1: Andy Vasquez covering the Jets for NJ.com. Thanks so much for coming on. And helping me recap the Jets' victory over the Denver Broncos, 31-21 at Mile High Stadium in Denver. The Jets now 2-3 and three as they get ready to come home and face an undefeated Eagles team that looks like they are going to very much be in the mix for the Super Bowl again this year. For those that want to check out everything you're doing, how can they follow you on social media? And what are you going to have cooking at NJ.com over the next couple of days?
2: Yeah, I'll be writing about uh, you know the Jets' win, where they go from here with the, with the Eagles, obviously, on, on deck. And, and obviously with the schedule lightening up after that, with the, with the game against the Giants after the bye, there, there's an opportunity for them. So we're, we're going to tackle it all at, at NJ.com. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at byandyvasquez and, and on X or whatever it's called now at Andy underscore Vasquez.
1: Make sure you follow Andy on social media and read his work at NJ.com. Check out everything we're doing at playlikejet.com and the Play Like Jet YouTube channel. We've got some awesome All-22 breakdowns on our channel. So... Watch our videos and subscribe if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash play like a jet. Visit our store, tpublic.com, that's tepublic.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams Bless You, Thank You shirt, and the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps mugs, hoodies, it's all there. Tpublic.com, that's TEEpublic.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes. If you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com.
0: Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family